be open to people who will surprise you and who you don't feel that immediate like connection like we're on the same plane spiritually thing because I just think that's overrated and usually false. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Listener question. It's a little bit of a long one, but I'm going to read it. A guy asked me on a second date, but has no plans for what that might be. He's like, maybe a movie? And I said, I think we should do something where we can talk and get to know each other better. And he said he agreed. He said he'll think about it and get back to me. I just saw that a band I like is playing the night we're supposed to go out. Do I suggest it, knowing that it could set a precedent for him doing no planning? I also suggested the first date location. He's mentioned a couple of times I'm easy, but when he's not offering a plan of any sort, to me it translates as no effort and that he might be lazy. It's honestly a bit of a turnoff to me when guys ask you out but have zero plans for the date. What I will say to this, one of my biggest pieces of advice for usually men, but pretty much anyone who wants to take the lead in a relationship or owns that role is be direct, be decisive, make the plan. There is nothing sexier than someone who is excited enough to see you that they're willing to put themselves out there and make the plan. Make the plan while you're on the date for the next date. Don't be shy about it and don't make the other person do all the planning. Um, I would say some people do need to be trained so that he might think, well, I'm easy, as in his last girlfriend really loved that he never had any opinions and she could do all the planning. And that's fine, but if someone you're with needs training, you have to do it enthusiastically and positively, not passive aggressively. So what I would say to this person is, let him know what you want. Go ahead and suggest the band that you want to go see because that will make you happy. And if you end up doing something else that night when you could have been seeing the band and you're mad about it, that's not going to be good for the date. So suggest the band. And then when you're on that date, say, okay, I plan this one. Next time you plan. With a smile and a pet, anything goes a long way. You can get away with a lot. So you want to be direct. You want to be positive. You don't want to be passive aggressive. And if you decide you're okay with something, be okay with it. Do not be harboring anger about it. Do not be like, you're going to bring it up later. Don't be counting points against this person. And then be clear about what you want for the future. A lot of times we expect someone to read our mind. I know this is a cliche thing to say, but we do. We expect someone to read our mind. We're on a date, there's something we want that could make us happy, we want another drink, we're cold, we want to move inside, and we don't speak up. We don't throw them a bone. We just expect them to know, and if they don't, we delete points. And we're like, no, they didn't take care of me. And it's like, well, honestly, they probably haven't been in a relationship for a while, so they probably need you to tell them exactly how to take care of you. It's how companies put in money and time into training a new employee so that that new employee will do things right once they've had the training, but they don't expect the new employee to show up on the first day of the job and immediately know how to do everything. Every relationship is different. Every person is different and wants different things. That all said, I hear people complain about the movie thing, like it's lazy. I don't like it for a first date, but I do like it for a second date. I will say, I think it's nice to have an activity to take you out of sitting across from each other at a bar and staring at each other. I think a movie is great. You go to the movie, you sit next to each other. It's kind of sexy. 
And then you can go get a drink after and talk about the movie. And you don't have to worry about just like sitting and staring at this person. You can also do other activities. I think activities are great for a second date. I think dinner is not till the fourth or fifth date because dinner's a big undertaking. And no, it doesn't mean someone's cheap if they don't want to take you to dinner on the second or third date. I think that's everything I have to say about this. But overall, I just think train people, be direct, be kind, be positive, ask for what you need. And then if you don't get it, you can be like, they didn't give it to me. But you have to ask for it first. And if you do it with a smile, you can get pretty much whatever you want. And that applies to everyone. It always helps do it in a cute, flirty way and then see what happens. I spoke with Tyler. He's 26 years old, lovely man. And I will say this conversation was one of the more difficult ones I've had. I don't usually have a hard time getting somewhere with people. And we did eventually get somewhere, but I did have a hard time with it. And I have a few theories as to why. So Tyler, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You are 26, almost 27. You are 18 feet tall. Yes. How tall are you? 6'7". Damn. Yeah. Wow. I I think it would be a hit on your online profile. Oh, I can't do those. You don't do online? I can't do those. You don't do them at all? No. I feel like you would be such a hit, except I don't know how you would get your body in one picture. It's hard. Because it's very long. It's very long. Have you ever had a full-length picture taken of you? Uh, yeah, and the cameraman has to be like yeah, far like away. a mile a away. Yeah, yeah. Wow, but you're such a strapping, handsome man. Why don't you do that online? Just be. I I can't. Like it's too. I I did. I did back in the day. I mean, like back in the day when you were like 16. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I was I I like to say because I didn't know this, but Grinder came out in 2009, and I was okay. I came out like. 2009 oh 2010. you and grinder yeah so we have, like a, long, we have a long day yeah yeah it's nice Aww. but so i did that back did in the that. day yes yes wait so how old were you when you came out you were like 17, 16 17 17 got it and you were in high school a high school yeah and how was that how'd you do I it mean, did you just like tell your parents one day no i mean at first i was like dipping my toe mm-hmm. there was like a guy that i was like into so that like triggered that because i was like oh there's a potential here like Let's see. But he's also like dating a girl. Sure. But it's long distance. Yeah, that's good. But then it's like, you know, we'd make out like in the theater things. You know what I mean? Like you did, you did all that. I love that. Of course I did it. Mostly with men. Oh, Oh, I did it. Yeah, of course. Oh, you did that too. I did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, kindred souls. All theater kids. That's why we're theater kids. There are so many nooks and crannies to make out in. Yeah. Nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies. Where are you from? Houston. Wow. So yeah, it was in Texas. So it's like, you know, the buckle of the Bible Belt. So it was, you know, me coming out for me was great. Because I was like, oh, I'm free now. I can be like, ah. Wow. For my family, it was a little bit, you know, that was a journey. It was a journey. Yeah. Did you, but did you come out to them or did you just start being like, hey, everyone, I've been making out in the back of the theater? No, I came out to them. I came out to them. But it was like, I was, my friend was caught because he was also gay but he like the way he had to come out was he was caught making out with his boyfriend Mm. and since i had like this potential thing about to you know i was like let's see if this is gonna happen i didn't want that to happen so i was just like let me just say it now that way there's no surprises so i just told my parents and then 
that was that. I like that. You took your fate into your own hands. You didn't yes. let it happen to oh, you. Thank you. I You're giving that. 18-year-old me so much more credit. I think he did great. Thank he was like, I don't need this. I have control of this situation. Yes. And then he lost all control after that. So That's okay. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lose all control. Wait, so then were you on Grinder? And then I get, yeah. Okay. So then like, you know, my expression of myself, I then get on like Grinder and like online things trying to find something because the potential thing didn't pan out because it was just no it was you mean the making out in the theater didn't pan out yeah yeah because yeah. you wanted, did make out no we did like Which, we did to but, me like, it means I wanted, panned out no well it didn't pan out in my way because i wanted like a relationship like got i was it. ready for a relationship got it i've always been ready. I'm, I'm i've never had a relationship are you serious I'm serious i've never been in a relationship why do you think that is um i'm i don't know i'm just i i'm one of those people i'm very spiritually minded Mm -hmm. and so I'm like very connected that Mm -hmm. way and so like you have to bring not only yourself but your higher self with you and so if you're not connected and you're not doing that like I can't do it how can you tell if someone's connected just the way that they think and they operate like I'm much more to like philosophy and like that's what I value like if someone has like a philosophy that kind of goes with mine where I can get that and I feel like you, I don't know, like you can feel a connection with That's people. That's true. You, like can. you can feel it, which is why I can't do online now. Like back in the day when I was like a whore, I could, but I didn't, I didn't really have sex that much either. Really? Just in my mind, I was a whore. Well, I feel like you're someone who's like kind of intellectually curious. Yeah. And so you would probably also be curious about other people and just like want to kind of encounter as many as possible. So even though you weren't like having sex actively with all of them, you wanted to like find that connection so you were just like this new gay boy who like wanted to meet everybody yeah pretty much do you feel like you're still that way at this age or do you think that you've like closed down a little bit i've closed down a lot Mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't need to know all of you i need to know i'm more about me now, so that's why i'm like that's why dating is harder what i hear from a lot of people who are on the apps is like they can't actually get to the meeting and it does feel more just like people are collecting yeah. Kind of pen pals or people to right. message with, but they're not actually getting to the point of meeting up and seeing if they have a connection. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. I have a friend who told me she started messaging with a guy and he was like uh, doing all this small talk. And she was like, well, here's my phone number because I don't really want to do this small talk. Let's get a drink. So she gave him her phone number and then she he texted her still more small talk. And she was like, I can we just meet up and get a drink? And he was like, oh, well, I kind of think like the drink is like the third step. And she was like, what's the what? And he was like, well, first you match, then you chat for a while. And then if you're connected, you go on a date. And I'm like, that is so backwards. Like online chatting is not the same as meeting a person in person. And like you could have a great connection messaging and have nothing when you meet in person, or you could have a horrible connection messaging and then totally fall in love when you smell their scent. So like, I just found it so backwards, but I think that is how a lot of people are thinking of it these days. They're like, first, let's see if we click through messaging. And I'm like, that's just not a way to see if you click with someone. There's just no way to predict through that. It's just a game. Like, it's a game. And I think people treat dating like a game. And to me, that's why I don't do dating apps. To, on Just on my perspective, I feel like it's kind of like a 
like that, like how mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you do that. To me, that's a very kind of like selfish, ego-driven way in response to dating because it's like, well, it has to fit like my parameters of like what dating looks like. Right. You know, I think love and like that love at first sight things kind of a, I mean, that's a fairy tale. And I think that like a, the millennial generation really kind of got like a very <laughs> version of love yeah, to where yeah. it's like, you know, look at these rom-coms. This is how it happens. And so to us, we all think we're Disney princesses. You are and, a Disney oh, princess, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. like a hot, better one. Wow, yeah. thanks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. But so you think people are expecting it to be this super easy fireworks, now it's done kind of thing, as right. opposed to like, I'm going to meet a person, and maybe at first I'm going to like them, but not really sure why, not sure I want to marry them, and I'm just going to keep hanging out and seeing if it builds to something. Yeah. Have you, why didn't you have relationships when you were younger and meeting a lot more people? Do you think you just weren't interested in one or you were still kind of looking for that connection that you didn't have? That was what it was. It was like, I was always seeking a connection. Like I was always just feeling like, I mean, I'm very much like a romantic and I was like, there's that soulmate out there. There's someone out there that's just going to like fill and just kind of like work and like. Yeah, that's not real. (laughs) Sorry. So I know, I know. Dreams crush. Now I'm just like, where's the money? Yeah. <laughs> That's very close to soulmate, honestly. That, truth yeah, be told. Someone who will pay your bills. Oh my God. Very close. That I would love you. Do you think that you are a little bit idealistic in terms of that connection? I think I was. Mm-hmm. I think it took someone to kind of be that kind of idea mm-hmm. and the ideal of it. To really make me ground it in reality and see the reality of it. And like it happened a couple of times because there's only been maybe two people that I've ever felt like, whoa, like this is something I can see a future with. I can play with my imagination. Like mm-hmm. I like to like when I was like really looking for a relationship. I mean, there's a period where I was like on those apps like, no, I really want a relationship and wanting to meet up with people. And mm-hmm. that wasn't really everyone else's motive. There are two people that I think I've. I really was drawn, have been drawn to, but they just, again, they just never worked in my favor and it never like pans out. But again, it's because I think I play with the ideal of that situation. And then I like put them in that kind of my idea of them rather than the reality of like them as a person. Cause the thing is that you can have that instant connection with someone, but then there is the period of figuring out that they're a real human being with human wants and needs and they're going to be shallow and they're going to be selfish and they're going to disappoint you if you have them on this pedestal. And I even think of this with friends sometimes. Like I feel like all of the friends that I've met that I, that I meet them and I'm like, we're going to be best friends. Like we just connected right away and like right away we're just connecting and laughing. Almost none of those people are my friends. Like my friends, my real friends are the people that I met and I was like, Mm, I don't know, I guess. And then they're just around. And then like I'm around and then we just keep consistently talking or hanging out or whatever. And it just grows into something strong and lasting. And then I feel this deep connection with them from the time that we've put in of getting to know each other. Whereas people that it's like this instant chemistry connection, you're only, you only really stand to be disappointed after that. And that's not to say like you can't end up with someone that you feel an instant connection with. But I do think that's kind of a red herring. Like, I think it's a false thing to be looking for. And I think you are probably going to be surprised by who you actually 
quote, end up with for a period of time. Um, it might be someone just much more normal and boring and like they're just nice and consistent and normal and grounded. Oh, I would love that. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, and then gosh. like after a year or two of being with them, you're like, I feel this deep soul connection that isn't something that happened on the surface right away, but something that grew out of how they treated me, how they were there and, you know, what yeah. we both did for each other. Yeah. I mean, I very much see everything as, like, a metaphor for a plant. Like, I know that's kind of, mm. like, you know, cliche. No, but it I is like really, that. like, you have to, like, take care of it. And it's, mm-hmm. like, the person that will take care of it with you. Like, if you're doing all of the work, why? Right. Like, it's not, there's no If plan. you're like, I just feel this thing, so I, I know it's worth it, and I'm going to go after it. Like, you should not be doing more work than the person you're with. Yeah. You should be doing equal amount of work. And, of course, sometimes one person's going to do a little more heavy lifting than the other. Right. But for the most part, it should be equal it should, and it yeah. should build over time mm-hmm. and then also like me being an Aquarius it's like I need like my I like the way I always explain it it's like I want to walk my life path you walk your life path we just choose to kind of walk it parallel to each other mm-hmm. like help each other along the way but like the idea of like being in a relationship to where it's like we are one and we are a couple yeah and we are together and like this is for us no like that's not what I want like I'm not attached to you and right. you should not be attached to me I feel like you're gonna be taken by surprise by like someone already in your life who you're like not considering they might not be in your life right now they might be right. but I feel like it's gonna be someone that you're like oh it's a friend oh I'm so comfortable with them and they're gonna just be in love with you secretly and then one day something's gonna happen and you're gonna be like oh my god never occurred to me before they've been here the whole time (laughs) i just feel like that's what's gonna happen to you because you just don't know how much people admire you from afar like you're probably just like i'm a normal guy Uh, yeah yeah. and you're not do you have um anyone that you're considering or dating or seeing right now no no one are you just kind of a hermit yes You're too young. No, it's okay. Ugh, I know. No, I know. I'm a, I always tell, I'm like a 5,000-year-old trapped in millennial bodies. So what do you do right now for dating? Nothing? Nothing. Absolutely You're just waiting. Because to me, I'm like, that is not my focus. What is your focus? Me. But what does that mean? That's the thing, is it's like me just taking care of me. And like, so by me just investing in me, like, I have a lot of interests and I like to just explore. Like, the universe is infinite. That's what I choose to take care of. So do you walk around thinking that? Or do you also walk around like... That guy's cute and traffic is bad. Or are you like always on another plane? I I used to like teeter a little bit more, but now I'm like always on that plane. So would you be content to never have an intimate romantic relationship? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm in shock. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think you would wonder what that's like or uh... oh no totally. I mean there's a lot of curiosity around it, but it's like I don't I think that I've had the experience of it, like the connection of it, and that's enough. And I've had sex, so I know what that's like. You know what I mean? Like, wow. How did you get this way? Do you work. meditate? What, yes. what do you do? Yes. Meditation helps a lot. Do you ever get sad or angry or lonely? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel isolated sometimes, but that's more when I'm, like, looking out, you know, like... Do you feel isolated because you have, like, figured out this thing and other people haven't and you feel alone in it? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think sometimes, I think it, I think that's the thing is sometimes it can be a little frustrating whenever, but there are people, I mean, I've met that are there. It's just not a connection to where it's 
Uh, but do you think two together? people who are there are able to connect with each other? Because aren't they both just on their individual journeys? And why would they let another person in? No, totally. But I think that's, I think it's, it looks different than what you would think a relationship would be. It looks what does it look like? To me, I, like, I know this is so weird, but like cheating to me, like if you have sex with someone, yeah, It's not that weird. Lots it, of people feel that way. So what would you do if someone that you didn't know came up to you and asked for your number, asked you to go on a date? I mean, I would do it. I'm open to it. What if you like didn't feel that they were enlightened? I would still go. Good. I would still go. <laughs> I mean, I would just be like, okay, cool. Like we can do this. Because to me, I'm like, that's why I always say like, I'm more just for me because that's like that's my journey alone you know mm-hmm. what i mean like no one else can do that for you and no one can make you happy like no one has like your happiness in their hands i kind of want you to meet someone who's just gonna fuck all this up like i really <laughs> do because <laughs> you're i don't know it's like there's no doubt that you'll come back to this and that right. this is real for you yeah but you're almost 27 yeah and i just feel like everyone needs to get fucked up a couple times by another person. I think it's really important for your character. I think it's very easy to, not easy, but it's more easy to be enlightened when that hasn't happened to you and you haven't had to grapple with like, I thought I had my shit together and why is this fucking me up so bad? And like, why do I feel this way? I objectively know that it's not that important and that it's not real and that it's not attached to my happiness, but I can't help that I'm lying on the floor crumpled in a ball. I think that's so important because then when you come back to this enlightened place, you're there not because you haven't experienced the other thing, but because you have been able to like wrestle through it and find it again. And I don't doubt that you've had experiences that have messed with you a little, but I really think everyone needs to like have their heart ripped out and stomped on a couple times Um, to be a real human being. No, you saying that, I mean, that's happened. Even though I've never been in a relationship, that has happened. That is exactly what happened. And But nothing ever happened and then it was over? It wasn't like we were ever ready or like prepared to like make a jump towards each other. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And then it would go back. And then it was, oh my God. Oh. And then how did it finally end? Just a conversation. But I grew so much with mm-hmm. that experience. Like that, that really was something that... That kind of brought me to an enlightened place because mm. it was before I was still kind of in this hopeless romantic, like I'll find the one. And like my friend always told me, she's like, you need to find a special snowflake because it's going to be like, there's going to be someone that just has to keep up with me. Like it's hard. Like I can barely keep up with me. I think it's going to be someone dynamic. who's very different than you. And it's not about keeping up with you. It's about two people who bring something totally different. And yeah. they're both interested in and impressed by what the other person is bringing. But it's not about he has to keep up with you. Because I used to always think that not yeah. to do the like, in my when I was young kind of thing but I used to always be like someone who can challenge me and excite me inspire me and ignite me and like they have to keep up with me and I want to keep up with them and we're gonna have these adventures and like cool that would be cool but I had a couple like that and it was actually exhausting and terrible and Mm -hmm. it always turned out that you know while that was there like the taking care of each other and the nurturing and the safety wasn't there and now I'm with someone that is totally different than me and yet I don't feel like it's like he can't keep up with me I just feel like it's like we're we're a yin and yang like we bring two totally different things because two people bring the same thing that doesn't work that's not a good recipe that's either like it's going to combust 
or it's going to repel. It's just not, it's yeah. not good. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I want I, someone for you who is like grounded, not that you're not grounded, but grounded in like an earthly way right? Yes. of like, yes. Tyler, we have to stop philosophizing. We have to go to the yeah. movie. Yes. Like, and like, come on. But they love you for what you're doing and where your brain is. But they're the one to be like, you know, a little yeah. more things in boxes. Like right. you're very fluid and they're more boxes. And together you make a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I would just encourage you to be open to people who will surprise you and who you don't feel that immediate like connection. Like we're on the same plane spiritually thing. Because I just think that's overrated and usually false yeah. and usually disappointing because when things start out like that, they can only really fizzle out. Whereas when things start out as kind of a slow burn of just like, I like this person and I like to be around them. It can build and build and build and build. And that's when you hear about relationships where they're like, I'm more in love now than I was three years ago. And it's because they probably started out a little slowly, a little like, I'm not, not sure. And then they built a connection over the years rather than one that they just felt was like they stumbled into this connection that's already happening without them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Like, I think it needs to come from the bond itself and not from like two people who are just so on a higher plane right. that when they see each other, they explode. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's the thing is it's, I need someone that's going to be very rooted in reality and like, presents reality and like says, you're the balloon and they're the little weight on the bottom that's literally the, but that's the thing is that person like i kept getting that image of like i'm like up here like as a balloon and they were like okay but like yeah but is. you're thinking of it in a negative way i think with that and i totally get that because that can be like well i want to float and fly and they're holding me down yeah but i think maybe if you think of it more as my lovely helium balloons that are behind you that have been floating since November. <laughs> They're still up. They're too. still up. And they stay up, but they don't have to escape all the time. They right. don't have to be so high above everybody mm -hmm. else. You know, they're just. They're up, they get to live in that up space, but they have something kind of anchoring them yeah. in an anchor rather than like a weight. Yeah. I know? recently, like, I just went back to Houston to visit family and. You know, I realized, you know, settling down to me was always like, it gave me so much anxiety, just like that phrase and the idea of settling down. But then I went back and was like, wait, I could actually see like my life here. Like I could see mm -hmm. my life unfolding in there. It would look very different than my life in LA, but I realized it's like, it's not settling down. It's just settling in. Exactly. Yes. I love that. Yes. Like, right. And you don't have I the am. constant need to be like, what else can I do? Where else can I go? Which is fine and a great need. And those questions need to be asked sometimes. Right. But there's also something really lovely about just feeling safe and good with where you are and who you are and right. having a person who appreciates that right and makes you want to stay rather than run and mm -hmm. fly and push them away yeah when it gets so i think i mean i'm glad you told me that after the one you said never again and then it happened again it'll happen again yeah. multiple times probably and it'll probably be like a few more non-starters some disasters and then you'll that's eventually the what, that's the best way to describe my like Love life. Non-starter. <laughs> Non-starter. You should challenge yourself to ask for more, both of them and of yourself, when you're starting something. Like, don't push them away, as is your instinct, and also don't kind of expect them to fail, you know? Allow it to happen to you, I think. Because I think you are safe in your, like, knowing yourself and knowing this world and all that. Like, that will be there, but you can let yourself kind of... 
get carried away and see what happens a few times and play with the dangerous. Like you're not going to disappear, you know? Yeah. And I think that I play with the, in my imagination of people, I'm like, I can play there because that's a safe space. Cause like nothing's actually happening, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's much safer for me. And so I've always been very protective. Like I've always said, like there's like barbed wire wrapped around my heart. Oh. But the great thing about all these experiences and about love and finding someone or not finding someone is that you don't have control over it. You can know everything you know and have all your lessons that you've learned and doesn't matter. It's going to happen to you whether you like it or not, you know, and you're going to, and I would just say like, you should allow it and go there. And like, it's going to probably be wrong a couple more times before it's right. But that doesn't mean like you're doing something wrong. You're, as you know, getting better each time at it. Yeah. And it's fine. Like when something like that happens to then retreat a little bit, but then to put yourself back out there yeah do you ever give your phone number to like strangers yeah really yeah that's great well like like that's my thing is like i'm very like i don't want to do that but then like once it like if something happens an opportunity happens i'm like all right let's do it do it so that well like i got like a number from a guy from like a bar and then that night like i went to his place and like hooked up with yeah. But then were you like, he's not spiritual? Enough. No, well, it was just like, I knew I'm great at one night stands. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the perfect I'm one sure night stand. I'm sure you oh, are. I'm perfect. Because you're because like, I'm here, I'm present. And bye. Bye. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that's all we need. Cool. Have that's you ever tried having a one night stand and then Never. seeing them again? Oh, Why no. not? No, no, no. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I did that one time. I did that one time. Like, we had, like, we kind of hooked up the night before. Mm, ish like we just kind of made out and then the next day we went to like brunch and like hung out for the day like oh this is cool bye like i I feel like i always get like once i get like my fill of like that kind of thing like dating someone i get it and i'm like cool that was great next like i'm i'm that's all i need like my cup is full i'm good and then i just like move on well then we have to wait for the one night stand and the eyes locking chemistry connection to collide together oh and that's gonna be it's gonna be dangerous yeah you're just gonna disappear into someone's pants for like a month (laughs) and i'm just gonna be like what happened to tyler and then it's gonna be like yeah he never came to work and then you're just gonna like resurface one day that's exactly crawl out of my and then it'll probably be a disaster and then you'll have a few more of those and then eventually you'll find yeah person i think that's my thing is like i'm very i think i protect now like i protect my heart now i protect my energy and to me i'm like i'm very aware but like like, if you're so confident in your energy you don't need to protect it no i know but it's like i always it just feels like it's it's more you're not gonna lose it it's not gonna go away no but it's like you know once you like it's like there's a there's an exchange with people. You know what I mean? Like the people that are in your life. I get like it. You. I went through a period where I was sleeping with everybody. And then at one point I was like, I don't want anyone else in my personal space, in my body, in my bedroom. I just don't want to share this much with other people anymore. Yeah. And then I kind of like became more discriminating about it and who I would allow in. So I totally get the ebb and flow of that too. Of like, yeah. Sometimes you're all out and you're like, I have so much to give and I, I'm taking it all. And then other times you're like, now we're having a little private moment where mm-hmm. we don't need other mm-hmm. people as much. Yeah. But I just don't think you have anything to lose. And you're very confident in that. So you should just have some more experiences. I know. And that's my, I'm like, I, uh, You'll get there. I'm telling you, when it happens, you're not going to have a choice. 
I would challenge you just for fun and as someone who is always learning about the human experience and yourself that next time that happens that you just be like okay let's go and you just like what would happen if you just went i just feel very comfortable knowing that things are going to happen to you that you can't control and it's going to be so fun i know that's the beauty of life i mean that's the life is a beautiful bitch let's be honest i mean she's a chaotic beautiful bitch because she takes you down but then she'll bring you up at the same like the next time but she only brings you down to like to teach you. Yeah. Like so you I always, learn. I always say it's like it's like you're a blade, you know what I mean? And life has to like, it sharpens you. If oh, you If you start to see it as it's like it's sharpening you mm-hmm. and it's like making you. You're a blade. Exactly. Then you can start cutting the bullshit. Got you it. Know? Got exactly. it. Got it's, it. But isn't that bullshit just so much fun sometimes? Mm, I think so. I mean, sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Thank you for coming and having this conversation. I'm going to take a minute to sell you to my people, which is say if you heard Tyler and you're like I want to understand what he's doing then you can reach out to me or our Instagram not your therapist podcast and be like hook me up with Tyler please because Tyler is very open to new experiences and to people who connect with something he says or does also he's six seven six seven six seven six seven two meters two meters, two meters. lanky blue-eyed and beautiful and he smells like a god all the time (laughs) i don't know how so you know if you're looking for like a higher plane experience or you want to be the person to like show him what it's like down on earth let us know let us know thank you tyler thank you this is amazing just the tip a dating tip so that was a super interesting conversation And we did cut out a fair amount of Tyler talking around what was actually going on in his life. So if it sounded a little confusing, that's why after we got off the air, Tyler launched into a very detailed explanation of a heartbreak he had recently experienced. And that's when I knew this is why I kind of felt like I couldn't actually get out of anything out of him for real. Like I kept trying to penetrate this highly enlightened being, not literally penetrate, but with my mind. Um, and he just would not, would not let me in and insisted that he was fine and he didn't need other people. And I think we got somewhere eventually, but All of that said, when it came out, once we got off the air, that he had been through a heartbreak, that made a lot of sense. So, you know, we talked after that for a bit about what he had actually been through. He'd had a really, really hard time with someone. And he did talk about that a little, that they didn't have a relationship, but they did. And he got rejected and it was very hard for him. So now, of course, he's protecting himself on all levels, including talking to people about it. And I thought this was interesting, and then I have to go ahead and credit my boyfriend, because I'd be a bad person if I didn't, and I would never hear the end of it, that when I told him about this experience, he said, that kind of sounds like the problem with a lot of people on a first date, is that they talk around something. They're so afraid of letting someone in, of showing someone the real side of who they are, and they want to seem polished and together, that they can't have a real conversation. We go on these dates, we know we're going to be grilled. We don't want to bring up too much baggage or be weird or, you know, be messy. So we're like, yeah, no, got it all figured out. Got my career feeling great. And I'm definitely not saying you should go on a date and immediately unpack all your baggage and be this like sad mess of a person because save that for maybe a few months in. But there's nothing wrong with being a little vulnerable and honest and letting someone into your world and sharing a real experience that you had. It doesn't have to be a breakup. 
But just letting down your guard a little bit is a huge gift to the person you're with. And being willing to talk about some of the real things you've been through in specifics, not talking around philosophy and what you figured out about life, because we all know none of us have figured anything out at all. And if you have and you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Um, so just let let other people in. Let your guard down. You go on these dates. You can have a really boring conversation on the surface level and never actually figure out if this is someone you could connect with. Or you could let someone into your experience of this world and have a real connection or at least find a new friend or have a rare human moment of two strangers meeting and learning something real about each other. That's why there are those like New York Times 36 questions to get to know each other. And while they seem kind of stupid, they're a little bit questions on a deeper level and they are 36 questions to fall in love. They, they force people to talk about real things on a first date. In fact, I'll be totally transparent. I did that with my boyfriend on our second date because I was so paranoid he'd run out of things to talk about. I was like, let me just do this stupid thing. And it kind of worked because we were having real conversations that people don't always have in the beginning. And again, I'm not encouraging you to bring all your baggage and unpack it right on the table, but I am encouraging you to be brave and let someone in and be vulnerable and share some of your experiences. And once you do that, you give the other per person the permission to do the same. Whereas if it's two people sitting there with Instagram filters on their faces, nothing real can ever happen. So I love Tyler very deeply. I'm really glad that he opened up to us after he got off the air. I totally understand it's not always an easy thing to do, but whatever you can do to kind of crack through your own shell when you go on a date or in any experience with another human being, you'd be surprised by the learning and the connection that can happen when you're willing to say, I don't know, and I'm a human and I'm a mess and I don't have things figured out and I'd love to talk about it with you. So that's all. If you're someone who would like to change your dating life, but you don't know how, or you have a question you would like me to answer, email us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at notyourtherapistpodcast on Instagram. Rate and review this podcast. That's fun. Thank you to my beautiful producer, Christine Bartolucci. Thank you to the gorgeous six foot seven Tyler, who got real with us and who will get real with you if you contact me and ask for it. And uh, thank you to all of you and thank you for making dating fun.